Welcome back to Pint of View podcast, where the uh, number one podcast for not being able to decide what the podcast is about. Uh, however, this is the podcast where you can help decide the topics, and then we talk about those topics. My name's Ben, and co-hosting with me is Chris and Stuart, as always, and also our new permanent co-host, Adam, also known as Greeny. On today's episode, we also have a special guest from the Mimosa Sisterhood podcast, Melissa. Hello, Melissa. So, um, on today's pod, obviously, we've got yourself. Would you like to introduce yourself and your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So, my name's Melissa, and I am the host of the Mimosa Sisterhood podcast. So, we basically drink alcohol and we tell the life stories of women in history. Um, so it's a little bit of a mixture of like an educational podcast, a historical podcast, but we also just have a shitload of fun and get boozy and tell stories. So I like to call it a comedic storytelling podcast, um, but we pick a woman and we research her life and we tell her story on the show with intent to inspire our listeners and motivate them to keep on keeping on. Awesome. So I know you said about obviously uh, uh, you like to have a bit of a drink. So I know it's a bit early for you, but are you, are you drinking now or are you? <laughs> you better you believe it. I, oh, that's what I, like I started my morning with some coffee and Bailey's and now I've moved on to a rum and coke. It's a slow start to the morning, right? Yeah, a very slow start. Yesterday was Halloween, so I woke up a little groggy oh. today, but um, <laughs> got, got it, got it kicking early with some, some Bailey's in my coffee which is always my yeah, morning go-to. And now it's the afternoon, so taking it up another notch. Like it. Lovely. Well, I mean, I, I mean I've, I've gone for a, a fairly standard British pint, to be honest, a bit of ale. So I'm, I've been, I, was, I was in, as, as you are our guest, I was going to look for some California red wine. Uh, but I'll be honest, I totally forgot. So, <laughs> yeah, that, so... Was a great, that, was a, that was a great start. <laughs> what are you guys drinking? What are you... I'm drinking a barrel-aged barley wine because I thought I'd drink beer, but I'll drink a beer wine. So I'm kind of like was in the realm. Nice. I I have got uh, I have got a California wine. It's got a it's got a picture of a bear on it. Um, that's I hope I hope that's all the information you guys need. Um, <laughs> yeah, we um I don't know why I always find it quite strange when they have like wines. That are basically brewed just to be shipped to like the uh, I don't know the supermarket of another country. Essentially, this comes from the British equivalent of a Walmart. Nice, <laughs> it's perfect. Lovely. So, as we've gone through what we're drinking, then uh, let's let's talk about your podcast a bit, then, Melissa. So, uh, what 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 made you want to start a podcast? Well, um, I actually, since I was a kid, I've been huge into writing. So I've like written short stories growing up. I had a couple blogs when I was younger and also in my 20s. But now, you know, as life progress, people don't read. Everything's like digital or visual. And so I wanted a way to like keep telling stories, but in a way that people wanted to actually hear and or see them. And since nobody likes yeah. to read, I was like, all right, I'm going to create a podcast and start 
just move my creative interests there because I think that's a platform today people are more interested in consuming. Mm. So I was like, I want to start a podcast. What am I going to do my podcast about? And this was like a really weird time in my life. I was like, I had just experienced like one of the worst years ever. And I was, I think I was about 27 and I was like getting to my thirties. I just was like, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm lost. I'm confused. What path should I take? What am I doing with myself? And so I was like, well, I, I know that I could use like a lot of help in my life right now. And I need, I need to figure out what my next step's going to be. And so I decided to start telling stories about women in history because I assumed that, you know, a really great way for us to figure out how to operate in our own lives is sort of looking at the lives of people that have come before us and how they found success. And so with that, I I found, you know, that the majority of the women that we cover have gone through some extreme obstacles and that life's not easy for anybody. And so it actually ended up being like a huge healing thing for myself to sort of be like well my life's a sack of fucking shit and you know I've been through all kinds of drama and I'm totally lost and I have no fucking clue what I'm doing in my life but neither did any of these people and now look where they're at and so it's kind of been a huge help for me to just be kinder to myself and you know Hmm. so much pressure on my future and just kind of use stories of people that have lived before me and in much harder times and kind of take that and learn from it and feel inspired by it and feel motivated by it to just like trust the journey and you know realize that there's going to be endless ups and downs but that's the journey and that's what life is it's it's always a journey and you don't know what's going to happen when it's going to happen how and you kind of just got to go with the flow and be confident in the way that your life unfolds and so that's how i kind of started it <laughs> like, wow yes that's, yeah. that's a much better reason for starting yeah, that, than, than i mean we <laughs> We started at the same age, yet ours has got no reason for it at all, other than oh, we, we, we were literally. Rude. I was going to say we, we were literally having a conversation one day uh, and decided, Do you know what, we might as well just record these conversations while we're drinking, and that was basically it. No, 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 uh, that's not really so, so I thought that we added a lot of elegance and information <laughs> to society by recording the information that we were proceeding between each yeah shit yeah it's not good (laughs) (laughs) that was a nice way to try and fluff it up Stu I tried I really tried I remember listening to one of uh, Melissa's ones where it's about Julia Child yeah I love her that's when she's where they talk about the fact that it's like good because she didn't get her career until like later so like we can just do what the fuck we want until like 50. It, so I was like, that's my kind of like stardom. Ex- like, exactly. Just chill the fuck out for a bit. Yeah, she's my biggest inspiration in life. She didn't become famous until she was 52. And she wrote her yeah. cookbook for 12 years. <laughs> and then finally, after 12 years, it was published and it was the biggest hit ever. And it landed her a real- the first reality TV star in cooking. And she became one of yeah. the most famous cookers in history years old so we've got a lot of time guys yeah plenty that, yeah that, that makes me feel a lot better about myself <laughs> see me too that's what i'm saying i felt a lot better after researching her life and presenting it i was like fuck yeah 
<laughs> so as as you've because how long have you been doing the podcast now for then um almost three years but it's only been live for about two and a half so i spent i think i spent three months like figuring out how the hell i'm supposed to launch a podcast with zero experience or knowledge and then i spent another three months recording episodes before i actually released them into the world so yeah coming up on three years since the idea came about blimey like I say, like you, your 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 story of starting a podcast is a lot more professional than ours. <laughs> we we went we went from the idea to releasing the first episode within about. Oh a week. my god! No <laughs> way! It was just like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. So I think we were literally like, "How do we do this?" Oh, we found an app that will do this for us. Okay, brilliant. Somebody else is doing the work. Lovely. And then, all right, how how how? What do we talk about? Uh, yeah, whatever. Just that didn't mean just. <laughs> record just the way we record it and put it out why not um so how is it so if you've been doing it for three years then how have you seen it progress like what what parts of it have been of like as you as you've been going through the years doing it what have you seen as in terms of the progression of it so yeah. um you know i you know when i started it i had no really huge plans on it becoming anything other than a casual hobby that like five people listen to and i regret oh, that <laughs> i regret that Whoa, today. wait a minute five people <laughs> right it's gonna say five well, people this is that's 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 groundbreaking for compared well, to right? us. so you you kind of just assume like who the hell's gonna listen to this other than a couple of my friends and my family and you you kind of just you don't yeah. really expect it to be more than that and so you know today i really regret that i didn't take it as seriously from the get-go because I didn't market it. I didn't really tell anybody about it. You know, I spent like a whole year having this podcast and like never really telling anybody that I had one. And so it's yeah. been super slow in terms of like growth from the beginning because I, I just, it was, I don't know. I felt, it felt kind of strange to me to be like, Hey, I have this podcast and I create content and the whole world should be listening to it. Like, I don't know. I had like yeah. a weird like lack of confidence, I guess, in that realm where I just kind of felt like no one wants to hear this. Um, and then about after a year, I actually lost my co-host and she ended up leaving the show. It wasn't something that she could commit to anymore. And I think actually, to be totally honest with you, she kind of got to a place where she was like, well, we don't make money. So like, why am I doing this? And yeah. She hmm. just lost interest because I guess she felt like I, you know, I dedicate all this time and energy and for what? And no reward. I, yeah. I don't feel that way because I actually get a major reward out of this. Like I told you guys, like every time I research somebody and tell her story, I literally walk away feeling better than ever. And so, you know, every day's learning. Yeah. I? And it, it's like whether I make money or not, like I feel like I'm putting good into the world and it's coming back and benefiting me greatly. And so it was never like a, it was never a hard if we don't make money we're done like i've never felt that way so when she left the show i kind of was just like well i'm gonna keep fucking doing this shit on my own then and that's what i did and since that happened so she left literally like one year ago since she's left you know it's been a couple of months trying to scramble on like how am i gonna keep this going on my own and now over the past eight to ten months i've 
made huge changes on the podcast that have never existed prior and I'm marketing the shit out of it and I'm networking and I'm amping up social and I'm doing all kinds of stuff to like actually make it a real thing because that's what I want. I want it to be a real thing. Um, but you know, now, right now, I think the biggest change that I've seen is that, um, I have like somewhat of like a community of people that are actually engaged where before it was kind of like, who's listening? We don't know. We're just throwing this into the universe. <laughs> and like, now I have people from like random States throughout the United States that reach out and are like, Oh my God, we found your show. We love it. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what? <laughs> really? You know? And so yeah. once you start once you start getting that kind of response from an audience then you're like all right this is this is working and now you get more excited to keep it going um but i yeah. think also another thing like just like how you guys are doing now is that i realized that it would be a huge benefit to start expanding my audience by bringing people on the show um and that's what I've been doing. So now I bring guests on the show to tell their story about their favorite woman in history. And it's really made a huge impact in sort of now I've had a visibility to all of these people's friends and family or, you know, they've promoted it because they're super stoked they're on the show. And so just like sort of implementing that guest on my podcast has made a huge impact in sort of spreading the word and getting more visibility, which has helped with downloads and subscribers and just interest in general. So um, the whole thing's been a major learning experience, but it, I, it's been worth every minute. No, to be honest, though, that that's your your story of how you progressed your podcast that way. It 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 strikes very true for us, I, I think, because we're very much in that first year stage still. So, like, there, there I mean, we recently had like a little bit of a break. Uh, like, this is our first episode back from that break, and I think for us, part like part of the reason why we took that break is we wanted to like really look at what we were doing, how we could change it, how we can make things better. Um, similar to like how you you was you was sort of forced into that situation when your co-host mm -hmm. left, I guess. But um, yeah, no, it definitely strikes true true for us as well. And I think um, can, I, can I just quickly say, Ben, what, what's the what's the end goal for you, Melissa? Oh my god, the end goal would be to quit my piece of shit corporate job and do this full time. <laughs> Are you still in the? the job that you were in before where you're doing events no i actually no i've switched jobs since then but i i work in corporate retail and i don't like it <laughs> and, um, and it would be a true tragedy if i had to spend my whole life doing this so i that's you know and especially since you know so my, my co-host left in november of 2019 covid hit hard in the u.s by like february oh, yeah. of 2020 and so i've been working from yeah. home since february which means that i now sit in a room by myself with nobody around me no one looking over my shoulder no one knowing what i'm doing and i don't have a three-hour round trip commute anymore to go to my job and come home so yeah. now i just work on my podcast all the fucking time 
and <laughs> it's awesome. And so over like <laughs> the past eight months, I've I I work my job, but I also have gained all this extra time to just plan and think yeah. and coordinate and execute and work on it. So that's really what I've been doing. And now I'm at this point actually where I'm trying to use my podcast as a portfolio of my podcasting experience and now I'm applying to jobs in the podcasting industry <laughs> and I don't oh, know wow. if I can do that yeah. but I am <laughs> <laughs> well I don't think there's any reason not to really like I mean like you say you've been doing it for three years now so I think I think that's a, a, enough experience to start going into it full I mean time. I would hope so um and we have you know a lot of major podcasting networks nearby where I live so I'm just shooting my shot and seeing what happens but in any case the ultimate goal would be to quit my corporate retail job and either work in the podcasting industry as an employee doing whatever I end up doing or starting to make money through my podcast and sell merchandise and figure yep. out how to make a, a second stream of income that way that could potentially become my full stream of income. So that's the goal, but fingers crossed. Well, all that's, that's, great. that's pretty cool. I mean, we just want some free beer, but you know, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally my end goal is just like somehow get something for, like a small majority yeah. of beer for free. And then just talk shit, just and hope that someone finds it a little mm -hmm. bit funny, maybe or interesting. But yeah, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I think, like I said, I mean I've, I've said it from from day one. One of the, my my main things of doing this podcast is that I, I get to talk to my mates every week and drink. Like, there's not much more I can ask exactly. for. Exactly. But um, so with all, because obviously you talk about a lot of different women, like you said, like throughout history. What's one of the most sort of like surprising things that you found out? Yeah. So I was thinking about this because I was like, ooh, I got to come with something good. And um, I did. Yeah. So I have <laughs> you guys ever heard of uh, Agatha Christie? <laughs> yeah, yes. She's like yeah. the yes. most what? famous history novelist <laughs> of like all time. Or sorry, not history, mystery yeah. novelist. Uh, murder, yeah, yeah murder, murder mysteries mystery, yeah. um so i don't know if you know much about her life outside of her being a novelist but i didn't know this about her and at the time my co-host presented her story and i was like mind blown but apparently agatha christie at one point in her life her husband was trying to leave Christy. He had like another baby mama and Christy's mom had just died so it was not not timing and right as this had happened, when he basically told her, hey, I'm like, I'm leaving you. We're getting a divorce. Christy like vanished off the face of the earth and she disappeared and she was not found for 10 days. So people literally thought that she like was kidnapped and murdered, partly because her car was discovered on the side of a road and it had all of her stuff inside of it, her clothes, her purse and everything, but she was gone and no one had seen her or heard from her. So there was like a 10 day hunt that went down. The police had multiple investigations going. There were like 15,000 volunteers looking for her and they even called in psychic mediums to try and like figure out like use their witchcraft to figure out where the hell she was and then it turned out that somebody discovered her in a hotel nearby but she had checked in to the hotel under the name mrs tressa neal which was the name of her husband's mistress and 
Nice. And when they found her, she claimed she had of what had happened to her like she didn't know why she was there or like what what happened and so doctors diagnosed her of having unquestionable memory loss but there's a lot of speculation as to what happened some believe that she suffered a nervous breakdown and like went nuts but a lot of people believe that she was attempting to frame her husband for murder (laughs) i mean that sounds more likely exactly right it sounded like a novel of hers exactly so she basically lived out one of her own mystery novels in real life and framed her husband for murder (laughs) and was gonna drop off the face of the earth and vanish and go live this like new life with a new identity and have his ass end up in jail so who knew that (laughs) he was actually a literal crazy murderous mystery freak it's not just the novels it's her real life I'm I'm literally surprised that didn't get turned into a novel itself. Like after, well, after the audit was done. Well, and the weirdest thing is that she ended up writing like an autobiography of her life and didn't even like address that this had ever happened. Just like left what? it out of her autobiography. Like it Jesus. didn't occur. <laughs> I just I love the idea of her doing an autobiography and it'd be like on this day I was doing this. Then ten days later, what what what, what, what happened those ten days? What happened? <laughs> right. So yeah, I had Maybe. no idea that that was a thing that had happened in Agatha Christie's life, and I was fucking cracking up when I learned that on the show. That is absolutely insane. Do you think like every single one of her books is some sort of a, an autobiography? Right? Maybe it is. <laughs> how I did it. I did just Google, she's got 77 books, so there's got to be at least 77 cold cases in the US. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah, super funny. When I, when I said about like a surprising thing, I wasn't quite expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got lots of surprising things. That's why I was wondering. I'm like, which direction should I take this? I mean, yeah. I have to say, I mean, to our four listeners out there, because we're not quite at five yet. Um, but, uh, the, One day. I've listened to a couple of your episodes, and I am actually—I I was really shocked with the amount of research you do into these these women because I listened to. Listen to the very first one you ever did with, um, and I like you was talking about Yoko Ono. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. The amount, I mean, I remember, I remember you saying in that episode, like there was a shit ton of research that you did which you just couldn't include because it was too long. Oh yeah, so much, and that happens sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, I I do quite a bit of research. I'll I'll look online and find articles, but then I also try and find like YouTube. They'll, there's like tons of YouTube, like PBS videos or you know movies on people um but yeah it is it's quite a lot of work um i kind of yeah. i have like two jobs basically my actual job and then and then this i mean you turned yoko ono from uh an insult into a pretty much like oh girl she's so yoko ono and it's just like <laughs> damn that's like gone from insult to very that's a blessing now yeah, I she gets a really, episode. really bad rep. That's kind of why I picked her for episode one. I was like, ooh, this is a good one to start with. Like, literally the most hated woman of all time. Yeah. Um, but there's there's so much about all the good that she's done that, that nobody ever pays attention to. And that's kind of what I tried to focus on. So we, we wanted to invite you on today, mainly because we're going to be talking about the uh, US election. Uh, so, I mean, let's start. I think I can guess uh, already what the answer to this question will be. But who do you want to win? Um, 
Well, considering that I have like a feminist focused podcast, it would yeah. be an yeah. absolute so Trump, crime right? <laughs> if I so voted Trump. for okay. Trump. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I'm totally voting for Joe Biden. Um, but again, like as I'm sure you've heard, it's sort of like you you got to pick one of the two evils. Yeah, and, I mean and that was like the same four years ago, no? With Hillary, even Hillary wasn't the, the best yeah. candidate. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that that's I mean that's what we're doing. We're we're going full Joe here. Do you would you rather have Bernie? Yes, I would. Um, I think, you know, I think that there were a lot of people that were really opposed to having Bernie because he has, you know, a lot more liberal, radical type views that haven't been in presidency in our history. And I think people were afraid of that, like what that would look like if he end up in power and make actual real social change. Um, however, though, he is also as old as dirt. So it's kind of like, fuck, you really need to have like people on the brink of death, like in our presidency. I don't get it. Um, I mean, all white men are old. Like (laughs) if Biden becomes president, he's like the oldest president to do his first year. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I think best case scenario would have been Bernie, but it didn't happen. Um, honestly, I'm not surprised it didn't happen. I, I, it doesn't surprise me that our country was like, hell no on Bernie. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, you know, we have Biden and Trump and in my personal opinion, I don't think that my country could go through another couple of years with Trump as the leader. I think it would be a complete devastation. Um, and you know, since he's been the president i feel like there's been a major divide that has taken place i mean there's always been a divide but it's huge now like it is massive and you know everybody's always been on two sides whether you're a democrat or republican but like now we're like enemies like like that it used to just be what it is and now there's like major beef there's major tension about it and Hmm. i think that that really intensified when he was elected and um it's it's just created this huge gap and i could only imagine that that gap will continue to get larger and larger if he stays in power and i think that's that could lead to like a lot of really severe issues with the way our society works so who who do you think's actually gonna win then? Although you obviously you, you want Bernie to win, no uh, Biden, not Bernie. Sorry, Biden. Even there we go. <laughs> right. Well, she wants uh, Bernie to win. Yeah. Well, yeah. She did want Bernie to win, but yeah, obviously you want, <laughs> want Biden to win at the moment. But who? What do you, do you think it's going to go that way? Because I know the polls at the moment are showing positive for that, but yeah, they did last time. Yeah, yeah. You know. I, I honestly don't know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump won. Like, from it, it's crazy because I live in California. We're a Democratic state. But I know a ton of Trump supporters. And it's really, mm-hmm. you know, my parents' generation for the most part. So, like, for instance, Ooh, like... Is. All of the millennials and like Gen Z people are anti-Trump and everybody above millennial is pro-Trump. 
And so it, I mean, honestly, that's sort of been the case even when he was elected a few years ago, because I think the biggest thing that people wanted was to make sure that our president wasn't like a career politician. People were like, oh, yay, let's get Trump in here. He's Mm. not a career politician. You know, he won't come from this like, you know, political agenda or whatever. And that was why people voted for him. But I mean, I think they made a huge mistake. I was going to say, <laughs> they made a huge mistake. I think they were right. I don't think he's come with a political agenda. I think he's just come with a personal agenda. Oh, yeah. Agenda. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they were right on that. Yeah. I just didn't realize quite how right. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> if, let's say, Biden wins, do you actually think, because this, I've, I've been looking into it, and I, I've, I've got serious questions as to whether Trump will vacate the White House if, like, at all even if he loses, because I've been, I've been doing a bit of research into it and stuff. And I know that they're like, you're the constant way the constitution's written. There's a part of it that says like, we hold these truths to be self-evident. So there's like bits where that, like it's not actually written down on paper to say that, like, if you lose, like, if you don't get the majority electoral results, like there are, there are like almost like loopholes there basically ready to be taken. And I feel like Trump is a master of using loopholes at this point i mean can he just squat in the white house is that really a thing well that's what that's why i'm can't leave (laughs) no can't force him out it's illegal that's what i mean because i think he'll basically like keeping amnesty or something asylum because i i genuinely when i was looking into it like it's assumed that if the the popular vote in in a state means that all the electoral votes will be for that that vote of that state but it's not written down anywhere that if a state if a state has a popular vote of Democratic or Republican, that all the electorals have to vote that. Uh, actually, Ben, do you mind if I Go I did watch it. a video on this in preparation of the video? I think it's something about forty five states have to vote for whoever. Uh, otherwise, there's penalizations for the electors uh, and who they vote for. I think some of them are fines. There's only like five states where they can basically choose who they vote for. Yeah, it happened last year. Yeah. It happened last time in 2016, where Colorado voted for an independent because, although all of the votes went to Hillary, she had already lost at this point. So they voted for the independent because they're upset with both of the candidates. But that's what I mean. Like it's such a, a weird system in that way that, like, I, I I I genuinely have concerns that if Biden was to win in the popular vote, that some of the electorals, like you say, there'll be fines and things, but some of them just will be like, I'll, I'll, I'll take the hit. I'll take mm. the fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, is that a worry for you guys? Um, or? You know, I really haven't heard a lot of my own inner circle discussing this as a possibility. Um, I, I think it definitely could be a possibility. But, I mean, if he were to squat in the White House and, like, not leave, I think it would, like, result in literally just endless riots across the entire country. (laughs) Do you, I mean, if he becomes an asylum seeker in his own country, do you go back far enough to send him to another country like he wants to send everyone else? Is that allowed? (laughs) No, no, Chris, Chris, we don't want that. No one would take him. He's part Scottish. <laughs> we we I, don't want him back in the UK. Okay, we don't want that. I did say he did say he did say that he, he would, if like Biden gets elected, yeah. he's going to like go to Scotland. He would move to he's Scotland. Live in Scotland. It's already done. Mark he literally said he's going to move to Scotland. Yeah, we'll take him. It's a shame. 
Can, can you just vote for Trump just, oh, just for that sake? So we don't have to have it. Uh, no. Well, we've already got so one buffoon with blonde hair, and he controls our country. You don't need another one in Scotland playing golf. You never know. If Trump ended up going to Scotland, he would find a way to get into politics with us, I imagine, somehow. I don't know. <laughs> and the next leader of the N- M- SNP is. <laughs> yeah, he's probably already bribed uh, multiple people or has, like, you know, he blackmailed somebody. He's got all kinds of things going on. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I just, I, the way I look at Trump is like, like, he doesn't like losing despite the fact that he's lost, like, well, how many marriages? Like, casino, uh, a <laughs> couple of businesses. Um, I think, of course, he's lost. Uh, <laughs> like, he's got a track record for these things, but he doesn't like it. So, I've just got uh, my My worry is, is that he loses and he just isn't going to accept the result because. As well, there's the whole thing with the uh, mail-in votes at the moment as well, isn't there? There's a lot of controversy around that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that, I can't remember, I just read this the other day, but I I don't remember the state, but like one of the, they're trying to put in, you know, like all of these last minute rules that mail-in ballots have to be arrived Mm -hmm. by a certain deadline, which like wasn't previously communicated. And so I feel like there definitely Mm -hmm. will be a lot of loopholes around the mail-in ballots, which everybody that I've been talking to, it like intentionally isn't mailing in their ballots because of that. So um, everybody's Mm -hmm. dropping them off in person at the like election centers, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I have no doubt that there is some type of fraud taking place, just like how apparently, you know, Facebook had some type of affiliation yeah. with it a few years ago, like the Russians, I don't know. Like in in full transparency, like I have a pretty negative outlook on like the way that things operate. I kind of just assume that I can't really trust what's happening or believe what I'm being told. Um, so yeah. I, I'm pretty pessimistic in that, in that way. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I agree. Anything to do with like that kind of like power where it's like, you just, how do I know what you're going to do is right? Yeah. And I, I don't think you, you do. And I remember I even saw in the news, they were saying that like certain mailmen were getting ballots and like throwing them into rivers and stuff like that. But again, is that true or is that just something that's being called to just like... Is that fake news? Yeah, I think that... I think that there's like a huge effort to just like ignite worry and fear and controversy, especially in times like this. Like they want people to be on edge. They don't want people to feel settled with what's happening. It's like part of the game. And so I, I, you know, I, I take information as it comes to me, but I try to just keep a very level head about it because at the end of the day i really don't trust any of the system at all which is fucked up like that sucks you know (laughs) yeah that's completely shit yeah makes sense i mean i mean on the the thing is that gets me as well is with the mail-in ballots you have trump as well like i swear it's like one week he he loves the post office the next week it's a terrible institution so it's like, and what makes me laugh as well is that I, I, if I read this correctly, he's only ever mailed in his ballot. Like he's never, <laughs> he, like he has come out so much against mailing in ballots. Yet that's the only way he's ever voted. I think and he, he just, didn't vote it, this mm-hmm. year round. He voted in person. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, he did send. Yeah, he, he voted in person this year <laughs> in Florida. That's like this is like the only time he has. But like. Yeah, yeah, he's he's loved to create controversy, in my opinion. I think it was similar with um, uh, what's it called? 
because uh, all the US troops all vote by mail. The um, the astronaut in space, she's voted not by mail because that would be a bit too slow. <laughs> but... I just love the idea of having to send a postman up to space to go to the IFS. <laughs> Like, she like sends it down in an air balloon or something. <laughs> like the tubes in like in them spy films where they get like this message. <laughs> yeah, it just comes out of there. I mean, on 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 obviously the the topic of, of the election and stuff. There's been a lot of things that have impacted it. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about as well, considering what like what your podcast is about, is uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And obviously yeah. she she passed away earlier uh, this year, um, but that means with with her passing, she's had she's been replaced now, hasn't she? She's yeah, had she's the replacement has. gone in. Gone in. Mm. Oh yeah. Does that yeah, mean the Trump's put in? Is it three or four of the Supreme Court now? Well, the minute that she died, he jumped on the bandwagon to replace her with like the most extreme right wing woman that he could find. Yeah. Um. And it's so, it's even like, it almost hurts worse because he picked a woman and he picked like the The most extreme woman who literally is actively against women having rights to their own bodies, which I can't even fathom how that's even a possibility. Um, It literally feels like Handmaid's Tale is coming to life. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's honestly her death was like the worst. It was like the tip of the iceberg for the year. And, you know, the woman that he replaced her with is working to repeal um, women's rights to abortion. She also is against basically any marriage that isn't heterosexual. So she's just, she's like a demon. <laughs> she's a demon. And she's the <laughs> one person on the Senate that was, like, the largest advocate for women. And so it couldn't be, like, it's like throwing salt into a wound. And it further it heightens my reason for disdaining Donald Trump. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that is – and, you know, again, he didn't have to elect somebody right before the election. And that is what's yeah, pissing yeah. people off. It's like, can we yeah, pick our president say... first and then we'll get to this afterwards? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm throwing this bitch in now because if I don't get elected, I'm going to make sure she sticks around and does my dirty work. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was like, going to say. Like, how, much of a, yeah, how much of an impact do you reckon that, that whole situation has had? Like, it, whether it be positively or negatively for Trump? I mean... I think that there are a lot of Trump supporters, specifically in the Midwest area, who are very religious and very Republican and are, you know, riding on their horses through the desert with their American flags and just preaching the Constitution. And they're just like, we're American, we're free. And I think all of those people are like, hell yeah, Amy Coney Barrett. And they're like, you don't kill our babies. And so I think all of those people that are kind of on that bandwagon are stoked about it. But I think pretty much any woman that Everyone else. isn't completely brainwashed is mortified. I mean, she's got to have an episode coming up soon, right? <laughs> uh, who, RGB? Yeah. Or yeah. not the other one. Not... Yeah, not Amy. <laughs> I mean, if I covered Amy, I it, would be, yeah, it would be one of my villainess episodes for sure. Um, but no, I know I haven't covered Ruth yet. And I was like, 
I thought about doing it like right after she died, but I think I'm going to wait until after the election actually to cover her because I think that yeah. would be a larger impact depending on what happens. Definitely. I agree with that. Not that okay, I have much so... to say, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so in regards to, because obviously normal, like how it's worked previously, previous years, is that you typically find out quite quickly after election day who mm-hmm. wins. But I've, I've heard talks that it's not going to be till New Year that you find out is there any what what's the latest sort of feeling over there in regards to when you find out who i i actually didn't hear that that it was going to be until the new year so that's that's actually new information to me um but i i haven't to be honest again like within my social circle i haven't really heard a lot of buzz around whether this could be pushed out or not so i i actually don't know i don't know on that one Maybe that's just the UK media trying to push for a longer story. Yeah, I mean, I was going to yeah, say, I reckon so. don't, don't take my word <laughs> of gospel on that because that's just. <laughs> that's but I did, say, I did hear it will be basically they were like saying that it's going to be, it it won't take twenty four hours, which it usually takes, and it could take as long as last time mm. it happened was in like two thousand when it wasn't like a month late until they confirmed someone. So that's why they like they're saying because of the postal vote and mm-hmm. coronavirus that it's getting it they're going to delay it because it's going to take longer to like count all the votes basically yeah i i wouldn't be surprised but, if it does take a little bit longer um but i haven't really heard a lot of like conversation here on you know what that means or how long yeah. we could be waiting just, just, right, just, shows, well, just shows what uh what different medias are uh like pushing out i guess yeah exactly and that's kind of why i'm how much you can trust i'm a little bit of a pessimist (laughs) i'm like i feel like the media is just like right there with this corrupt government system it's like it's almost like they work together like what information do we want the public to believe or to hear oh yeah um in just social media too it's i don't know i kind of feel like i need to like move to a mountain town and just be alone with a couple cows (laughs) and like completely out of the world (laughs) well i mean say the other the only other thing i wanted to to quickly mention and this has only popped into my head really um but i there was a i can't remember the name of the of the lady um i think her surname is cortez she's a is she a governor or a senator um oh yeah yeah and I, I would not be surprised to see if she would be the first oh God. female president. We can only hope. I feel like I feel like she's had so much good press. Obviously, not with the Republicans, I imagine, but like in general, over the last sort of six months, I've seen her name mentioned more than any other sort of not low level, but like like other than other than the main two candidates and say like Bernie and like the people mm-hmm. running in the primaries. She's the only other American politician that I've seen overseas get. Yeah. And, you know, I think like the reason there's so many reasons why people look up to her and value her. But I think one of the largest reasons is that, you know, she she wasn't born into some politically you know, powered family. She was an everyday girl that went to college. She was a bartender. You know, she worked her way into this world and she fought hard to get there. And I think she's incredibly humble and she's for the people. And like, in addition to that, she's very well-spoken. She's very articulate. She's classy. Like she just is 
she's she's just an all-around like genuinely good woman to have in the government um and she's also like she's talking shit to these fools she's calling people out and she's like you know she's just telling them like i'm not gonna back down like you old white men are fucking garbage and it's ending and so like she has like fire in her and spice and it's like you know it's getting people like yeah yeah huh woo like we can stand behind this woman like we trust her and um yeah she's young like i think we need a little bit like younger people with like better perspectives and like more a little bit more progressive like it's just like fuck dude eventually these old people need to die the hell out and we need to start fresh (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i love i love the idea of it being a direct quote saying these old fucking white men need to get out of power it's true it's like we we're in the year 2020 it's like the world's literally ending in every possible way like just society as a whole in america has been broken down more than like i mean i can't say ever because i've only been alive for 31 years but like you know it, it like equivalent to the civil rights movement or like the women's rights movement like i feel like this year is one of those years that's going to go down in history of just so much shit coming to light and like the way that society is approaching yeah. it is so divided and it's just a, a change is going to happen after this and we just don't know what direction that's going to go in but it's all leading to the fact that like these old fucking white people are out and like <laughs> sure we might have to put up with a couple of more years with their shit and power but like you know in 10 years there's going to be major change and i think that like the people are ready to yeah. see that and we're just over it I reckon well so. i think that's 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 a positive note to uh to end on there or oh, in regards to the, like, <laughs> a positive note that the change is coming mm-hmm. whether it be yeah similar, it's coming it's coming Thank you guys for listening to today's episode of Pint of View. Make sure to follow us on all our socials at Pint of View Pod across the board or email us at pintofviewpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe on your chosen platform to get notified of when our next episode's out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>